Hello, welcome to Behind the Music Podcast. I'm Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm very excited to welcome John Wayne with London Town Pictures. John is a producer, director, writer, and founder at London Town Pictures, and they offer solutions for film, television, and media productions by producing high-quality and commercially viable entertainment. John, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to chat um, where all things music and business and film and entertainment meet. Well, thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate uh, the invitation. My pleasure. Um, well, to start us off, can you share with us a little bit about yourself and how London Town Pictures got started? I am uh, a television and film producer, produce media for streaming platforms and for distributors. Um, initially, um, I, I did not when I was a child, did not want to be a filmmaker. I actually wanted to be a doctor. And the the summer that I was going to try to figure out what medical school I was going to go to, this uh, production manager had given me a call and said I left a message on the answer machine, and <laughs> saying that I had inquired about working on a film. And I went back and forth with her because I had no idea what she was talking about. I went in and talked to the first assistant director because I thought it was interesting. Talked to the first assistant director for a second assistant director position. In about five minutes, he realized I couldn't help him do anything because I knew mm -hmm. nothing about film. Uh, and so she uh, called me like a week later. So I can't give you that job, but would you be interested in working uh, as production assistant in the art department? And I said, yes. Considering the fact that she told me that they were working 16 hours a day, six days a week, six days a week for six weeks straight, and the pay was $50 a week. But I still said yes. <laughs> wow. So ironically enough, because just the way the universe worked, the uh, movie I worked on was called Scenes from the Soul. It was director George Tillman's uh, first feature when he got out of film school. George is going to do Men of Honor, Notorious, all the barbershop movies. It's going to be some really big part. But this is his first film when he got out of film school. I didn't know him from anyone else. And so um, the universe kind of directed me in that path. It seemed to work. And I accepted the assignment. And I'm here now. Wow, that's amazing. Um, that's so cool that you took the call too, just to see, you know, maybe it, the the original ad call. I think that um, sometimes, you know, we might not take that call because there's like uncertainty. We don't know. And you tried it out and then it opened up a door, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of times people call me. Um, I can't talk to everybody because I get a lot of messages, but people yeah. call me and if it seems something really interesting, I'm always open to it. You know, I'm a firm believer. Whatever's for me is for me. Nobody can give and take that away. So if oh, an yeah. opportunity or situation comes my way, I try to embrace it because I never know where it may lead me. It may lead me either through a path of discovery to something greater. It may lead me to a lesson that I needed to learn in business or in my personal life. Or it may leave me nowhere, and now I just had a moment to, you know, the process why I shouldn't take those certain calls. So, I, I, I'm I'm open to just a variety of different things, but also try to be cautious and find things that kind of move my career and company forward. Oh yeah, and that totally resonates with me. Um, you know, just being open and to seeing, you know, what pathways life is opening up for you that you might go down. Um, I love that. I think that's a really um, great mindset, especially um, for people who, you know, coming into entrepreneurial work, you know, is just there's going to be opportunities that come and sometimes they come quickly, sometimes they come slowly, but just staying aware of them. Um, 
so I, I'm curious, can you share with us a little bit about what it's like um, working in media production and how that industry has been evolving over the years? So media production years ago uh, meant uh, producing maybe music videos or commercials or websites or just, you know, any kind of visual audio. Uh, mm -hmm. anything. Now that we're in such a streaming and there's so many outlets for people to have content. When I was coming up, we only had the five channels and PBS. You know, now yeah. there's like, you know, billions of uh, platforms and streaming. There's literally enough for everybody. There's really no reason for anybody to feel like they need to step on anybody or make anybody feel bad. It's it's enough for everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of just finding uh, what you're trying to do, matching with the person, that same energy to produce media that kind of works for both of you all. Very cool. I love that. Um, yeah, it's a mindset of abundance. And sometimes I think a lot of people, it's a little scary with how we've evolved into all these new mediums um, because it's it's shifted and maybe feels like, um, you know, there couldn't might not be as much opportunity. But, you know, when you recognize what you want out of your career and where that could line up with certain mediums, I mean, then you see a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so if you were to start your company again today, how would you go about it? Or if you had someone come to you interested in getting to this field of work, how would you advise them? You know, I mentor a lot of uh, young filmmakers. And uh, when I started, uh, because I didn't go to film school or didn't come from that direction, I did, I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes when a lot of right, wrong turns, you know, to try to figure out what the right thing to do. And one of the things that I tell uh, uh, young guys all the time is that the problem I always had was that a lot of times people have these really great ideas of what they think should be on TV, the film they should be, but it does not mean that it translates to somebody who wants to actually pay for it or stream it. Yes. And so when I was younger, I spent a lot of time with thinking that my ideas were the best in the world and it was going to change everything and just focused on that. What I've learned as I've gotten older is that I really try to seek out what people are looking to produce. What type of content are they willing mm. to stream? What type of things are they willing to do? And I've done enough of that to the point to where, although people come to me and ask me they want certain content, once I've done that or established a relationship with them, I can now share some things that I think is good. So it's it's a matter of really understanding what people want and producing that stuff for them uh, with, that's within your uh, your wheelhouse of uh, production. Once you've gotten to the door and can and show them that you, you're able to do it, then go and say, hey, I have this idea. Or be open to making adjustments into the ideas that you initially had. Because you're producing mm -hmm. media for the masses, not just for yourself. So you have to make sure that you're producing something that a, a wide range of people, a large audience will be interested in looking at. And how do you do that type of research? Are you looking at, um, you know, are you, are you are you speaking with like specific people? Or are you just kind of looking at what is being produced to kind of see about what the masses want? So I guess it's a real variety of different things. I mean, this business is really by relationships. And so I talk to enough acquisition development people. I know exactly what they're looking for, you know, so. I learned a long time ago that big network streaming places like that, although they traffic and creativity, they're corporate entities. So the people who work there, they have PTO, they have 401k, they have their benefits, and they don't want to do anything that's going to mess up 
those those in that situation. They want to maybe have something they can bring back to their boss at the you know end of the quarter and say, hey, this is what I've been working on. So I spent a lot of time talking to the people who make decisions about stuff like that. Like, hey, what is it that you're looking for right now? What what are you what are you trying to do? What is I try to f- present it in a way of what can I do to move your vision forward? You know, and so if I present it that way, they're a little bit more open to and honest about what they're looking for. And then I can kind of see either something that we already have or something that we can create to, to give them exactly what they want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a question. I was reading the um, Medium article that you had on your website, and it was talking about your um, experience within the music industry as a president and general manager of DL Records. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you could speak to a little bit what it was like about making that transition from music into film, because I like I was saying earlier, there's so much intersection there from people making transitions in either direction. So when I got into initially into uh, entertainment, I started in music. Uh, mm-hmm. I started as a publicist for a, a noted uh, house producer. And um, I started off as a, as a publicist and eventually became a director internationally, are working as agents in office in the UK and in Japan. So my, my step into entertainment was with music. I did that for a couple of years, and then I eventually went back to uh, uh, to production, producing music videos, because that's where I really started off with doing music videos. Uh, for me, music and entertainment always twine. So whatever I do, there's some music element to it. You know, is it from us? You know, we produce all original music for everything we do, even from the scores and everything. I don't use any can anything. We do all original music uh, for a variety of different reasons. You want to do original music because one. I know exactly where it came from. I don't have any issues with clearances. Two, it's looking at the bigger picture. Although music can be really heavy at the beginning, over time, I, I own the, 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 the publishing. I own the music. I use it for other things. When we use a piece of music, we use it for a variety of different things. It shows up in other movies. It shows up on television. It shows up everywhere. You know, So it allows us the flexibility to not have to do all that paperwork every single time we want to do some music. So music and entertainment, they intertwine together. And, and because of my background, I try to use that as much as I possibly can. That's fantastic. Um... Yeah, that's very cool. Um, as we're getting closer to the end, I'd love to hear about your vision for London Town Pictures and your company and what you see in the next year um, and and in the future. I did an interview uh, a couple of years ago. Um, the, the lady was asking me about why was I a filmmaker? And uh, usually I have like a really canned response of why I'm a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But this particular day, I said, because I want to live forever. Mm-hmm. I want to live forever through my work. I want to live forever because I, I think about stuff that I've seen that's, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. And at that moment, I'm inside that filmmaker's mind, that that art director's mind, that cast and director. I'm in their mind. I can see their vision on the screen. I want to be able to produce media that when people look at it, they either have an opinion, good or bad, because they don't have to like everything I do, but at least have an opinion about it. And it, at least for that particular moment, either entertains or educates them for a moment. So I look to produce media that will get people to sit down, have some insight, and be taken away for that particular moment. So Very we look cool. for stuff 
from television to film, we look for stuff that's going to be everlasting. It's almost kind of like sometimes people in music, they get that um, when, when they, they take certain music and they say it's elevated music. And nobody likes elevated music, but elevated music lives forever. <laughs> yeah, it does. There are songs that, that, that people classify as elevated, easy listening, that they play them everywhere. Mm. And people in the elevator are humming those songs. I want to produce media that people from, from today to, to was created to when it, it goes into the future that people will hum or remember or recite a line from. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, amazing. I love it. Um, I would love for you to share, too, if there's any uh, any upcoming projects or releases that you're excited about. Yeah, so I have a four projects coming out this year. So I have a film called Plugged. It's an urban film about two guys who uh, get in some trouble in Memphis and they make their way to Houston. I have another movie uh, called Ebony Hustle, Ballistic Protection, which is the second installment of the original one. Ebony Hustle is about an ex-stripper turns private investigator. So this one, she starts her own agency and she gets a, another case that she's working on. Then I have a, a, another um, a documentary that I'm working on that's, that's done that was shot in China called Balling Around. It's about basketball players who, you know, when you play basketball, there's only so many slots a year. Everybody can't play in the NBA. So these guys are, they play overseas. There's one guy named Sonny Williams. He, he's a three-time China basketball uh, champion and a couple others. So they play basketball in a variety of different places. And I have another movie that we just finished shooting in uh, December called False Prophets. It's about a woman who runs a Ponzi scheme through her father's church. You know, oh, so- wow. All of them, yeah. <laughs> All of them are slated to come out this year. Fantastic. Oh, I'm excited to uh, to keep my eye out for those. Um, well, before we go, John, can you share with us how people can stay connected and anything else you'd like to share about London Town Pictures? Sure. You you can find me on any social platform. My social media handle is the same. It's John Wayne S-I-I-I on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, Twitch, whatever you go is all the same. And also you just Google uh, John Wayne Esther III, everything should come up. And then London Town Pictures, L-O-N-D-Y-N Town Pictures. London is spelled out to my daughter. That's her name is London. So. Oh, I was curious about that. I really liked that. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, well, John, thank you so much for your time and sharing your insights about working in film um, and also sharing like how, of course, film and music and entertainment are all naturally intertwined. Um, and uh, also for anyone listening, definitely check out those releases coming out this year. I know I'll have them on my radar. John, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much.